Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Vet Method podcast, where we bring team training concepts to independent veterinary practice owners who want to grow revenues through a high performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm talking to you from Salisbury in Wiltshire. So the title of the podcast today is Don't Look for Killer Whales. Let me explain. A killer whale is an awesome predator amongst the top in the food chain. It really doesn't need any training to be the deadliest predator in the sea. It has natural or innate ability, power and instinct. However, with employees, unlike killer whales, for a practice to have reliable, effective and productive team members, you just cannot rely on an individual's natural or innate ability. That strategy is far too risky. It's more about luck than design. There may even be killer whale type employees out there, but good luck finding them and then worrying about keeping them. Something most of us I'm sure have experienced. Unfortunately, many practices do rely on this luck or more specifically blame the lack of it, saying things like, you know, we just can't find good stuff. Or if you want to do a, um, a job well, it's better that you do it yourself. People nowadays, they just don't seem to have a good work ethic, etc., etc. Imagine for a moment, maybe while sipping a cup of your favorite tea, that you could create your own killer whales. Imagine taking ordinary and much easier to find people and enabling them to produce extraordinary killer whale results. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can. The first step is to ensure job role clarity as part of the recruitment and induction process. It is essential that all employees, especially new ones, have absolute clarity on their responsibilities, expectations and accountabilities. As you know, some recruits, especially if new to the veterinary world, can have a very simplistic and often misguided idea of what the job is actually all about. And they tend to see it through rather rose tinted glasses it's better that they and you find out earlier rather than later that this may not be the job or indeed the career for them. You need to have clear, detailed and well-documented descriptions of every single role, process and protocol in the practice. Employees need to know and be constantly reminded of exactly what the job is, what a good job looks like, how to do it, and why they need to do it. This is especially true in the induction phases of training, where up to 60% of an employee's training happens. When employees know how their role fits into the organization or the practice as a whole, and how they can personally contribute and succeed, it leads to higher levels of that somewhat elusive team engagement, which is really all about understanding what you need to do, how you need to do it, and why you need to do it so that you begin to feel motivated and passionate about your job. And that is what ultimately drives individual and practice performance. In reality, what this looks like is an employee thinking, cool, I'm going to work today. I know what I have to do and I know how I'm going to do it. I know what the practice is trying to achieve and I know how I can contribute and succeed. Without absolute clarity on the job role and step-by-step -step instructions and guidelines on how to do it, 
you just cannot expect an employee to develop the competence and confidence needed to feel good about their job, to do it well, and with any sort of consistency and reliability. You cannot rely on so-called common sense and personal initiative. It's a bit like asking someone to bake a cake, but not giving them the recipe and not, so, and, and not saying what kind of cake um, you want them to bake. All the things that I'm talking about here form an important part of a meticulously documented and clearly written operations manual. Essentially, this is just a rule book which outlines this is what we do here and this is how we do things here. It ensures that your team can consistently reach high performance and behavior standards. In other words, doing things right time and time again, not just once in a while. The rule book is mostly made up of simple descriptions and step-by-step -step instructions on how to perform all the tasks in the job description to the required standard. If you could implement an easy to access, easy to understand rule book like that, where processes are documented and organized in an intuitive, logical flow, I know that it could transform your practice. It would make induction of new hires so much easier and go a long way to eliminating the many questions, problems, and mistakes that employees bring to you. Questions and problems that disrupt your day and that supposedly only you know how to solve. Even though you know you show them how to do things, often more than a few times. You could get new hires, whether they are experienced or not, trained quickly, consistently, and reliably with no training gaps, saving you a ton of time and money. This is because you are depending on documented processes and protocols, rather than on somebody's memory and motivation. It avoids all the excuses of, no one told me, no one showed me, or I forgot, I can't remember everything. Imagine you could get new hires rapidly up and running and productive in say less than three months. Wouldn't that be something? Well, it is possible, as we did exactly that. Using this kind of manual that incorporates all that we've talked about and organizing it well, we successfully, we successfully did this for many years in the practices that I owned and managed. This freed up my time and helped considerably with maintaining standards of performance and growing the practice in the face of enormous recruitment challenges at the time, and which, as you know, are continuing and even worsening today. Now, wouldn't a rule book like that be something? A manual that is constantly used in the flow of work. I'm pretty sure that you've heard all about operations manuals, standard operating procedures, and the like before. You may appreciate the importance and may even have one. Many businesses and practices do, but often just like a job description, it is read once, maybe, and then sits on a shelf somewhere, never to be used or seen again, let alone updated. If you want to get this done, you will also need well thought out implementation plans that make it simple and easy to put this training into place. All the various templates, forms, checklists, guided instructions, etc. But that's a totally different discussion and I'll leave that for another podcast. So in conclusion, 
I encourage you to seriously think about getting this working in your practice. Documenting your practice like this is quite difficult and it's easy to procrastinate over it, especially as it can feel overwhelming when you, when you realize just how much needs documenting. If you feel that you don't have the time to do this, then that is precisely why you do need to do it. Because once in place, it'll free up your time much more than the time it takes to develop it. It'll make your life easier and your practice better and less stressful. It certainly changed things for us and I'm sure it will for you too. Thank you for listening.